Welcome to the Jumpstart Your Faith podcast channel, where you will receive the essential tools to take your faith to the next level. I am your host, Brian Ratliff, and I currently pastor Clearbrook Baptist Church in Roanoke, Virginia. Here is the latest message preached from one of our services. Grab your Bible, pen, notepad, and get ready to jumpstart your faith. Years ago, I heard about a professor in a university who detested and hated the name of God and Jesus Christ. And he made it his point during some of his lectures in his classes to talk about how God could never answer our prayers because God does not exist. For 20 years, this professor had a stipulation that he made to all of his students. He challenged his students that if they believed that God was real and that he answered prayer, he had a challenge for them at the end of the semester. And one of the students heard about this class and heard about this professor as part of his major, so he had to take it. So he took the class and he uh, began to pray and he got a prayer partner and they began to pray that at the end of the semester when the professor would drop the chalk, it would fall on the ground and it wouldn't break. Every year, the professor would do that at the end of the semester. He would drop the piece of chalk, it would fall to the ground, and it would break every single time. And so he went through his series of lectures. He gets to the end of the semester, and the student stands up and says, I believe that God is God and that he's a God who hears and answers prayer. And the professor said, oh, you're foolish. And he went and asked the student, feel free to pray right now that God would not allow this piece of chalk to break when I drop it. So the student prayed, and he's been praying the whole semester with one of his prayer partners that God would miraculously allow this piece of chalk not to break when it dropped. And so there he prayed in faith, believing that God would answer his prayer, and he said, Lord, please do not allow the chalk to break when our professor drops it. And he said, Amen. And the professor Somehow, the piece of chalk slipped out of his hand, and it hit his jacket. It fell down, hit his pants, rolled down his pants, landed on his shoe, and rolled away unbroken. For 20 years, the professor made that challenge to his students. And in one day, he was proved wrong. Now, I don't know how true that story is. I've heard it my whole life. There's been some who've tried to testify that it's not true. But the point is this, that there is power in prayer. And today as we come to this passage in first Thess- excuse me, Second Thessalonians chapter 1, we find the Apostle Paul is emphasizing prayer. Today I want to leave my thoughts with this question. Will the prayer warriors please stand up? Will the prayer warriors please stand up? Today, with all that's going on in our society, we need some men, we need some women, we need some young men and some young women who would just get a hold of God in their prayer closets and beseech God and beg God that He do something great in our lives. We need some men like Elijah who prayed for three and a half years that it would not rain and then he went to God and said, God, send the rain and the rain came. We need some men who would live a life of ministry even though they may not see results like Jeremiah in the Old Testament. For 40 years he preached and prayed and never saw results, but he still did it. And he said, call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things. We need some men like Abraham, who prayed, 
God, if there's 50 righteous, do not destroy this nation. God, if there's 40 righteous. God, if there's 30 righteous. God, if there's 20 righteous. God, if there are 10 righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah, do not destroy it. We need some men and women in our world today who would get a hold of God in prayer. There's so many people we could talk about today and who God used throughout the library of time in prayer. I want to share a key statement with you that if you walk away with anything, I want you to walk away with this thought. Be a prayer warrior for Christ our Savior. Be a prayer warrior for Christ our Savior. Remember, as we come to 2 Thessalonians, this is the second epistle that the Apostle Paul wrote to this church in Thessalonica in modern-day Greece up in the northern area in Macedonia where this region was. And this letter was, first of all, a letter of commendation, personal commendation. He was commending them for their great faith even though they've been persecuted for being children of God. It was a letter of doctrinal correction about the second coming of Christ. He had to set the record straight on some of the end times Bible prophecy issues, and then it was a letter of practical instruction. Hey, Jesus is coming, but that doesn't mean you need to sell everything you have and go live in tents on the mountain. And that's what he was addressing here and saying that if you do not work, you do not deserve to eat. And this morning, I want to draw your attention to verses 11 and 12. Prayer is something we talk about a lot, but it's something that we do not practice a lot. Men like Daniel in the Old Testament, who no matter what the king has set a law out there, he said, I'm still going to pray like I did a four time, three times a day. And they saw him and they took him and threw him in the den of lions. We need some warriors who, who are going to get in their battlefield of prayer. And no matter what the cost is, continue to pray to God. Today, I want to share three thoughts with you about how we can be a prayer warrior in 2018. As I read verse 11, I wrote down this first thought. Pray with gratitude. As I read the second half of verse 11, I wrote down this second thought. Pray with altitude. And as I read verse 12, I wrote down thirdly. Pray with magnitude. Will you come with me as we travel through these two simple verses, but unlock some great keys and some ways that we can be warriors in our prayer closets today. Look at verse 11. It says, Wherefore also we pray always for you. This word pray, as the children just so, so very intelligently define prayer, it simply means we are going to spend time talking with God. If there's not a time in your life each and every day that you do not spend time talking with God, something is wrong. We have to pray. We have to spend time talking with God about everything. So I wrote down this as I read this first part of the, of the verse. Pray with gratitude. And then I put a colon. I will pray Thanksgiving prayers. Pray with gratitude. I will pray with Thanksgiving prayers. It's time, church, that we realize and recognize that we are going to pray with thanksgiving. Understand here, wherefore also we pray always for you. Remember, throughout many of the Apostle Paul's letters and epistles, he spends time praying and thanking God on behalf of the believers. 
He did it many times in the other letters that he's written. We're not going to dive into that. But, but, but you know, in verse number three, it says, We are bound to thank God always for you. In connection over here with verse number 11, it says, Wherefore also we pray always for you. Can you imagine this word always? It means at all times. The Apostle Paul, whenever he went to the throne of grace, whenever he went to his prayer time, he was lifting up these, Thessalon- this, these believers in Thessalonica to God in prayer. I don't know about you, but I was convicted when I read that. Because there's times when I go to prayer, and the only thing that's on my mind is me, myself, and I. Not about anybody else, but me, myself, and I. As I was thinking about this phrase, wherefore also we pray always for you. I wrote down this thought. I will thank God for saving my soul. If you have nothing else to thank God about today, you can thank God that he saved a wretched sinner like you and me. You see, John Newton was a man who knew the grace of God and the mercy of God. He was involved in slave trading. And while he was sailing across the seas, God got a hold of his heart, convicted him, and he became a child of God. And he wrote the song, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound That Saved a Wretch Like Me. You see, there was a time when he was lost, but God found him and saved him. There was a time in your life when you were lost, you were undone, you were on your way to a devil's hell. But God, in his infinite love and mercy, stepped in and saved you. So today, I just want to remind you, it's time that we thank God for saving our souls. We can pray with gratitude because God has given us eternal life. Maybe you're here today and you can't say that. You can't say that God has saved my soul because you're lost. Well, I submit to you today that if you don't get right with God before it's eternally too late, you'll never be able to get right with God. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. All you have to do is put your faith and trust in him. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved, the Bible says. Whosoever, that means you, anybody in this world who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I'm thankful that I have called upon his name. I'm thankful I'm looking out here today and I've seen men and women who have called upon his name for salvation. Not only did I write down, I will thank God for saving my soul, but I wrote down this. I will thank God for calling me into the ministry. Look what the Bible says. It says, wherefore also we pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy of this calling. Whether you believe it or not, I am not worthy of standing here and preaching to you today. Whether you believe it or not, you are not worthy to sit in that pew to listen to preaching today. None of us here are worthy (laughs) to be called children, sons and daughters of the perfect, holy, righteous, just God. But God has counted us worthy to be involved in ministry. So today I am thankful that God not only saved me, but I'm thankful that God has called me into the ministry. And whether you believe it or not, my daddy and my mommy didn't call me into ministry. Whether you believe it or not, the deacons here didn't call me into the ministry. The trustees didn't call me into the ministry. Brother Andrews, Brother English, nobody here called me into the ministry. So you can say whatever you want to about me. God has called me. Nobody else. And if you are in the ministry, God has called you. I did not call you. Nobody else did. God called you. You know, when I first started preaching, I was 16 years old. Preached my first sermon. I I remember the sermon. It was about five minutes long. 
<laughs> it was from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. It says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. Preach my very first sermon at Boonsville Baptist Church on a Sunday evening from that passage. And yes, I still have my long, hippie, curly hair. God can use whoever he wants to use. And let me remind you that he doesn't need you and he doesn't need me. But here in our passage, he's reminding these, these believers in Thessalonica that, hey, God called you, he saved you, and he's counted you worthy for ministry. And I'm thankful. I am beyond grateful that God would so choose to take a wretched sinner like me and like you and use you for his honor and his glory and his praise. Pray with gratitude, my fellow brothers and sisters. I will pray thanksgiving prayers. God, thank you for saving my soul. God, thank you for calling us into the ministry. But now I want to share this with you. I wrote on this thought. I will thank God for using me as an instrument to accomplish his plan. I will thank God for using me as an instrument to accomplish his plan. Notice it says that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness. God can not only save us, he can not only call us into ministry, but he can also use us to accomplish his sovereign providential plan in this world. Just like God took Daniel and used him, just like God took Hannah in the Old Testament and used her, just like God took Elijah and used him when he prayed down fire from heaven against the prophet of Baals, just like God used Esther and Ruth in the Old Testament, God can use you and God can use me. And so let's thank him for using us as instruments in his service. Will the real prayer warriors please stand up? Pray with gratitude. I will pray thanksgiving prayers. But now let me share with you secondly, as I read the second part of verse number 11, I wrote on this thought, pray with altitude. I will pray believing prayers. Pray with altitude. I will pray believing prayers. Look at this verse. It says, Wherefore, also we pray always for you, that our God we count you worthy of this calling, and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness, and check out this phrase, and the work of of faith with power. Would you say faith with me on three? One, two, three. Faith. Now would you say power with me on three? One, two, three. Power. Today, I want to remind us that God has called us to pray, but he's also called us to pray in faith believing. In fact, I want you to see what Jesus says. If you take your Bibles and turn over to Matthew chapter 21 and turn over there, I just want to remind you today of what Jesus said. In Matthew chapter 21, in verses 21 and 22, we find some amazing words by the Lord Jesus Christ that I believe coincides with this phrase in the work of faith and power. Jesus was, was here. He was speaking to a lot of people this day. And this is at the time when he, he came in and he, he cast out some in the temple, the, the money changers and, and some of this stuff. And, and, and it comes in and he finds, he, he comes to Bethany and, and then he, he begins to talk about prayer. And in verse number 21 of Matthew 21, it says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, 
Ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be cast, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things, whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. Now let me just pause here and say this. I'm not saying that if you walk up to the wall and get very intensified about it and say, by the power of God and in the name of Jesus Christ and by the power of the Lamb, I command you all to move. Most likely it's not going to happen. You might think I'm crazy, but, but years ago I was, at a, I was at the rescue mission. I was preaching and there was somebody who was possessed by the devil, who was possessed by a demonic spirit. And I began to try to cast it out. And I've been there. I have no experience with this. So maybe I wish I would have had some of my charismatic brothers and Pentecostal brothers there with me that day because maybe they could have helped me out. But there I said, in the name of Jesus and by the power of the, the blood of the lamb, I command you to come out. And I stood there and nothing happened. <laughs> he kept speaking in some of that crazy language. And, and I'm telling you, the spirit was crazy. You might not believe me, but God is my witness and, and I, I believe it was true. But I'm saying this, that, that when we pray according to the will of God and we pray in faith, it will come to pass. And all things, whatsoever ye ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. I like how one preacher said it. He said, pray, believe, and receive. Or pray with doubt and do without. Pray, believe, receive, or pray in doubt and do without. I will pray in faith, believing God will answer my prayer. That's what I want you to take away. I will pray in faith, believing God will answer my prayer. You see, God may not answer the prayer in the way that you want him to. God may not answer my prayer in the way that I want him to. But we know that God will hear and God will answer his request through prayer. 1 John talks about how we are called to pray according to His will. In fact, Jesus said, not my will, but thy will be done. When we go to God in prayer, yes, we are to pray in faith because we know that God is going to answer that prayer, but we are also called to pray according to the will of God. Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And what He means by in my name means in accordance to the will of God. Perhaps that's why sometimes when we pray, God doesn't necessarily answer the prayers. Like, for instance, I mean, I would love to just pray, Oh, God, please bless me with a Ferrari this Tuesday and a Lamborghini on Thursday. But I know that God is more than likely not going to answer that prayer request. It would be foolish. Or at least, He's not going to answer it in the way that I want Him to. Oftentimes, we go to God like a genie in a bottle when we pray. And that's not how we are to go to God in prayer. We're supposed to go to God believing that He's going to answer our prayers in a way that He knows best. I also wrote on this, I will pray in faith, believing God will equip me to fulfill his calling. You see, God has a calling on your life. God has a calling on my life. God's calling on my life is not the calling that he's placed on your life. And God's calling on your life is not the calling he's placed on my life. God gives us all a specific calling for a specific purpose. And where God guides you, he will give provision to help you in your calling. If he brings you to a calling, he will bring you through the calling. And here, when I read, and the work of faith with power. I'm reminded of all these things. 
Pray with altitude. I will pray believing prayers. I will pray in faith believing God will answer my prayer. I will pray in faith believing God will equip me to fulfill his calling. You know, sometimes we feel like we are so inadequate to do a job that God has called us to do. But if God called you to do something, he's going to equip you to do it. So have faith. Believe God and his word. And now, I want to zoom in on this word power. You know, this word power is the same word that we get this word dynamite from. The same power that rose Jesus from the grave. The same power that when Elijah prayed, the fire came down. The same power that spoke the world into existence. The same power that parted the Red Sea is the same power that lives within us. And today I remind us all that we are called to pray in faith for God's power in our lives. So I wrote down this. I will pray in faith for God's power in my life. You see... I only want the power of God in my life. I don't want any of your power. I don't want anybody else's power. I just want the power of God on my life. Like he is summoning these people in Thessalonica. And the work of faith. You know why they call it the Christian faith? Because it is a faith that we have to believe in. And the work of faith with power. This dynamite power. When I first went to Crown College, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I had an RA, two RAs from West Virginia. Now, I'm not knocking West Virginia. I know it's in my roots, but they were from Jumping Branch, West Virginia. Man, <laughs> can you imagine? Did you hear me? I said Jumping Branch. That's the name of the town near Hinton, where my family's from. God bless their hearts. Anyways, they were outside. They, they divide, they, somehow, I don't know how they did it, but they made a bomb out of a Coca-Cola bottle. And what they would do is they would fill it up and they would throw it up in the air and it would explode in the air. And one of these guys almost ran out of time. And as soon as he threw it up, I kid you not, three feet from his head, it exploded. I said to myself, wow, Brian, what kind of Bible college did you go to? Lord have mercy. Anyways, I said to say this, that the same power that blew up that bottle, the same power that, that we, we talk about dynamite, TNT, it blasts, doesn't compare to the power of God that's on your life and it's on my life. The Holy Spirit of God is alive and well and wants to empower us and equip us and use us for the greater calling of God. Pray with gratitude, my fellow brothers and sisters. I will pray thanksgiving prayers. Pray with altitude. I will pray believing prayers. And now let me share this with you from verse 12. Pray with magnitude. I will pray Christ-exalting prayers. Pray with magnitude. I will pray Christ-exalting prayers. Look at verse number 12. It says that the name of Jesus... So he says, wherefore also we pray always for you. He says, listen guys, we're praying for you. Why? So that Jesus can be glorified and magnified in your life. He says, wherefore also we pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power... Why? Verse 12, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and ye in him according to the grace of our God in the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray with magnitude. I will pray Christ-exalting prayers. As I read the first part of verse 12, I wrote down this. 
I will pray every prayer in the name of Jesus. I will pray every prayer in the name of Jesus. May I say that again, church? I will pray every prayer in the name of Jesus. I don't care if the current administration calls me to pray for one of their meetings in Congress. I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus. I don't care if the Pope calls me to the Vatican. I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus. I don't care if a hillbilly preacher back in the, in, in the woods of West Virginia calls me to come and preach in their chapel. I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus. I don't care where I go, whether it's the schools, whether it's the big city, or whether it's in the country. I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus. And I submit to you today. It doesn't matter if you're praying on your job. It doesn't matter if you're praying for your family. It doesn't matter if you're praying in the hospital room where somebody's about to give up the ghost. Pray in Jesus' name. Why? Because Allah, because Buddha, because nobody else is able to answer your prayers. Only Jesus Christ. It says that the name, would you say name with me on three? One, two, three. Name. Jesus' name is the name that every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. So it is his name that we go to God in prayer. Jesus, he said, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not to temptation. Jesus is our great example for prayer. And it is in his name that we are called to pray. Not only did I write down, I will pray every prayer in the name of Jesus. I wrote down this. I will pray every prayer glorifying Jesus. It says name, and then it says glorified. Would you say glorify with me on three? One, two, three. Glorify. This word glorified, it means to lift up, to exalt, and to magnify. I will pray every prayer glorifying Jesus Christ. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the great I am. He is the one who was, the one who is, and the one who will and is to come. He is the Lord of all creation. He is the God of the universe. And He is the God who lives inside of you and me. And He deserves all glory. Remember what Paul said to the church, the churches of Galatia? He said, God forbid that I should glory. Save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray big prayers that glorify our big God. And then I wrote down this. I will pray every prayer honoring Jesus Christ. He says that at the name that the name, excuse me, of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and ye in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. When we pray in Jesus' name and in accordance to God's will, we are honoring, reverencing the name of Jesus Christ. This word grace is one of the reasons why we need to honor God. Grace. I like what the old preacher said. He said, God's rich is at Christ's expense. That's what it is. And we can honor God for the grace that he's bestowed upon us in our lives. I know we talk about prayer a lot. But I just want to remind us all today. That it's something that needs to be a part of our daily lives. So as I land this plane of a sermon, I want to, I want to share this with you. Every woman, every woman here today, I want you to be a woman of prayer. 
So I want you to say this with, with me. I will be a woman of prayer. Would you say that with me on three? One, two, three. I will be a woman of prayer. Would you say that again, please? I will be a woman of prayer. And every man in here today, I want you to say this with me. I will be a man of prayer on three. One, two, three. I will be a man of prayer. Say it again, please. I will be a man of prayer. Men, women, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen of all ages and stages, let's be men and women of prayer. Will the prayer warriors please stand up? Father, we thank you so much for your word. God, we thank you for this reminder in Thessalonians about prayer. And Father, we pray that you'd help us to take prayer seriously. God, help me to take prayer seriously. God, help me to pray with gratitude. God, help me to pray with altitude. And God, help me to pray with magnitude. God, help us to pray prayers of thanksgiving. To pray prayers that are believing that you'll answer. And pray prayers that are Christ-exalting. Father, we pray right now, if there's somebody here today who's without Christ as Savior, they would get saved before it's eternally too late. God, if there's somebody here today that, that is just backslidden and not in the right relationship that you want them to be in, God, we pray that you would draw them back to the fold. Father, right now, we commit the rest of this service into your hands, asking for your will to be done. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Will you stand with me as we sing a song of invitation? 488 in those hymnals. If you're here today and you need prayer, I'm available up here at the front to pray with you. If you're here today and you're lost and you want to know for certain where you'll spend eternity, I'd be glad to take a Bible and share with you how you can know where you'll spend eternity. Or maybe you're here today, you'd like to follow Lord and Believer's baptism or join our church. If God has spoken to you, come. verse today. Make this one your prayer as you sing this one more verse. I am lost with many a conflict many a doubt eatings when fears within without O Lamb of God I come. Ah.
God bless each of you for being here today. Visitors, we are so honored and blessed that you're here and hope and pray you'll be back very soon to worship here at Clearbrook Baptist Church. Just a reminder, we are having our meal in the fellowship hall right after this, so I want to encourage all of you to stick around and, and break some bread. We got some pork and chicken barbecue down there for you, and we're going to have a good time. So I encourage all of you to just stick around and fellowship with us for the next few moments after our service. May God's blessings be upon each and every one of you. And Brother Matthew Dunbar, would you close our service in prayer and go ahead and pray for the meal? Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Jumpstart Your Faith podcast channel. As a token of my appreciation for you listening today, I would like to give you my free ebook devotional called Jumpstart Your Faith, 30 Days to a Renewed Faith in Christ. Just go to www.pastorbrianratliff.com to download it. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast channel to listen to more messages like today's. And if these messages have been helpful to you, please leave a review. If I could be of any help in your spiritual walk, please let me know by emailing me at pastorbrianratliff at yahoo.com. And one last thing, if you're in Roanoke, please consider joining us for one of our worship services at Clearbrook Baptist Church. Until next time, may God's blessings be upon you and have a great week.